Hi, welcome to the Cans Across the World podcast. This is Sean, and this is episode 81. And it's day 13 of No Crack November, where I've given up the drink for 30 days. God help us. Um, it's been grand so far. It's been grand so far, if I'm honest. Um, I'm actually like noticing the positive benefits of it, uh, which is annoying, because when I go back in the booze and start to ruin my body again, going to look back in these 30 days and go, remember how good you felt and you've just wrecked it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been good. I've been like getting better sleep. I've been generally happier and like I don't really miss the booze at all. There's been no nights out and stuff like that there, as you know, and still very much in lockdown. So it's not like we're missing gigs. Like it's not like last year when I was doing No Crack November, I was going to the shows and stuff like that, just hanging out with mates and everybody was drinking cans around me when I was off it and especially that Joshua Burnside gig, November 2019 up in the Empire, I was out with Darren and Tony and they were drinking nice whiskey and enjoying it and I was just there smelling it and going, oh Jesus, <laughs> that is, that's class. Um. But yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. It's been really beneficial to be off the drink for a while because like December tends to be a heavy month anyway when you're getting into January. Like you're just kind of partying from the 20th of December onward, aren't you? Till about maybe about the 3rd of January or something like that. Generally a, a heavy time for the cans and the whiskey and the alcohols. Uh, yeah, it's been good, crack. Like I've been noticing that my... Uh, sense of smell and taste and stuff like that's been heightened as well i think just through not not drinking um which is <laughs> again really annoying because i'm gonna wreck it by going back because it's, it's kind of ironic to have a beer podcast where you're tasting beer and your taste buds aren't really the best because you're like tasting beer all the time and kind of <laughs> kind of ruining them in a, in a way but anyway let's get into this week's can so Obviously, we're still off the drink, so we're doing soft drinks. Popped down to the Asian supermarket, so did, and I got a pile of, just a pile of, like, different treats and stuff I got there. I got gyoza stuff, I got dumplings, I got bloody Pocky. The Pocky box is nearly gone, like, I was just sitting munching away through them, but got a pile of soft drink cans as well, and this is one of them. So this is the mango juice drink from Tao Tea, and it's got nada de cocoa in it. Um, which I think means coconut brains or something. I have no idea. But anyway, let's crack the can. Oh, not as much of a, a hiss off that there. Like, there mustn't be any carbonization on it. It must be proper juices. Because it didn't have the, the normal soft drink kind of... Can you hear that, that pouring? It's making me want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Do you get that? Like, you hear a, a tap in the distance or something like that, and you're like, oh, fuck, I have to push. <laughs> but there you go. Oh, just as expected. No carbonization at all. It's just a straight-up juice drink, and it looks like pee. It's hazy. It's cloudy. It's full of ammonia, and it's good for me. Let's give it a sniff. Yep. Definitely smells of mangoes, no doubt about that. Probably should have drank this in the morning, actually, because uh, it looks like a wee morning juice drink. It looks fantastic. Um, 
bit of sediment in it as well, so there's like actual floaties. <laughs> and I really hope I've washed the glass out properly instead of like fucking. What if it's like spit? <laughs> Do you know how I like to spit my glasses? Let's get a go. Uh, oh, oh, now you're here. Oh, here. Yes, yes, we like this. Um, full of flavor, full of mango flavor. It's kind of like proper juice. It tastes really fresh, and surprisingly enough, like because I. I just got this off the shelf, and that's been lying in the fridge for two days, just chilling before the podcast. And it's really smooth. Um, again, as I say, no carbonization or anything, so it's not like it's not like a Fanta or something like that. There, it's more like a a tropical fruit drink that you get in big brand supermarket, but only this tastes good. And as I say, it's got wee tiny bits of fruit in it as well. So yeah, first impressions, really enjoying this. Digging it so far. It's pretty fucking sweet. Like, <laughs> But anyway, what's the crack? How he's getting on? He's enjoying your November so far. We're like 13 days into it. Obviously, Friday the 13th today. Uh, big man's going to be out wrecking people. As the movie suggests, like Friday the 13th, remember Jason? Well, obviously, the first one was uh, Jason's Ma, wasn't it? Jason's Ma. When Jason wouldn't get up and go to the shop first, so she started just fucking killing people. She's raging. Probably not what the story was, but anyway. Um, it's been good, crack. It's been going well. So we're easing into winter now, and I generally, I keep saying this in the podcast every week, just repeating myself, it's my favourite time of year. There's a lot of change happening. Like, the leaves are getting brown, and the ones that have fallen off the trees, like, are just getting more brown, and it looks lovely. And then it's sort of like, it gives you a sense of hope. Because <laughs> um, like, we're going to be getting into winter. Hopefully get a bit of snow. And then we're going to be in the spring again. And it's going to be a new year. And it's going to be fantastic. 2021 is going to be class. You have to get that bit of hope about you, don't you? Um, keep yourself positive. Keep looking forward and keep thinking things are going to get better. But... That's what uh, No Crack November has been about for myself anyway. That's why I've been off the drink. So I've been off the booze, raising money and awareness for a charity in Belfast called Metal for Life, which is a charity that sprung up around the fortunate uh, loss of uh, Danny Kinsanaho. He's a guitarist. He was top lad, like, and his parents have uh, formed this charity like a mental health charity, just to make sure that sort of thing doesn't happen again. So check them out on Facebook and stuff like that and it's metalforlife.co.uk. Sorry, metalforlifeni.co.uk. <laughs> I can't remember any website names, but everything's on the blog in cansacrosstheworld.com, so you can check it out there. If I'm fucking stuff up and I can't get stuff right, it'll be correct on the website. <laughs> but there you go. But... What I'm doing is raising money and awareness for them, so uh, just to get the the name out there um, and sort of get people that follow this podcast and listen and stuff like that there, just to donate um, what you can, just to help them keep doing their good work, um, because they have helped a lot of people and continue to help a lot of people as well. They've got like a Facebook group and stuff where people just post things all the time and it's it's very positive. Um, People like 
ask for advice, and then there's other people who have, you know, been through that sort of situation before, and they're helping them out as best they can with advice and what to do next and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm all about it. But check them out on Facebook and stuff like that. There, it's Metal for Life. Great for your mental health. Um, but I think about my own mental health's been sweet recently. You know, I keep checking on myself, making sure I'm okay. And obviously, I'm doing the podcast every week, so you probably hear, like, I probably tell you if there's something going on. But physical health, different story. I've hurt my hand last week. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Like, so gone off the drink. I need to expect all the stupid injuries to stop. Um, you'd expect me to be like just not clumsy. You'd expect me to be looking after myself and going like, oh, here, it's going to be grand. You're not going to hurt yourself. Nope. Dropped a shelf in my hand, didn't I? Yeah, so I was uh, cleaning the room, lifting up the shelf and trying to <laughs> clean underneath it. Instead of doing the smart thing, which would have been like pull the shelf off to the side, then clean under it. Why did I hold it up <laughs> when I was like wiping underneath it with a wee brush? Um, so the corner came down caught the muscle right under the, the knuckle like just under my wee babby finger and it's just like swelling up but it was so funny though because it was like last tuesday and what happened was uh my first thing was like oh fuck get dressed get dressed hurry up and get dressed like you might have to go to a and e and i was just going like oh fuck's sake um but then i was like you know what it'll be grand but i slap a wrist board on it like, I've stuff to do today, because it was going on, like, a, a, a wee date sort of thing. Um, and I went down, and uh, I still had tacos and stuff like that. It was still a fucking good day. <laughs> but my hand was, like, killing me the whole time, and I was just, like, I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, this is really sore, but I really want tacos. So, yeah, there you go. These are the things you have to you have to do, don't you? You have to get your tacos, even though you're absolutely dying inside. <laughs> but it's healing. It's healing every day. The swelling's going down, and uh, like it's starting to bruise up more. And I've still got my wee wrist support on and stuff like that here, so it's all good. But hopefully, nothing, <laughs> nothing bad happens today on Friday the thirteenth. Let's tap some wood on that one. There you go. And the dog's looking, going like, oh, "What the fuck? He's at the door." But. It's going to be fine. It's going to heal. And I'm going to be very excited because I'll be able to get back playing drums and stuff like that. Um, I actually had so many different injuries as well just playing drums, just thinking about that. There was one where uh, I was playing a gig and I'm pretty sure it was with the Big Grizzly. Um, I'm going to drop the video, by the way. So if you check on cansacrosstheworld.com this post about the podcast... I'm going to have all like the videos and stuff like that that I talk about throughout the podcast and you can check it out. There's a video for the Big Grizzly Drogue and it is eight years old, I think. I'm nearly sure it's eight years today um, that it came out, <laughs> this video. Like, it's just insane, like, that uh, that amount of time's passed. Like, but had some wild times with that band. We went on, like, a two-week two tour of Ireland and stuff and... Uh, one particular gig, I dislocated my thumb. Uh, halfway through the gig, it just like slapped down off the floor, Tom, and bent right back and just out of socket. 
but maybe in me, pure stubborn and obviously by Grizzly gigs there was a lot of Buckfast consumed. Um, sometimes too much Buckfast, if I'm honest. But I was like, I can't, I can't stop now. We're halfway through the gig. <laughs> I have to keep going. So on I went anyway, just fucking Buckfast fueled, pain filled Sean, just hammering away at the drums and all. And uh, got to the end of the set, just popped it back in. How do we cry? <laughs> and then went and got a pint. Um, so that wasn't pleasant. But it happens every now and again. I've like a real clicky. It's probably from that. I think that's the first time I noticed that actually happened. Um, I probably should have went and got it seen to or something like that there as well. Like, cause it's a very clicky thumb. Like every now and again, I'll notice it's like popping out a, popping out of shape, or popping out a joint. But there you go. That's my Achilles thumb, or something like that. So what else? Other stupid injuries as well. Yeah, there was a time where uh, me and the family were down, I think we were in Rathmullen or something like that. It was it was a beach anyway, and, you know, we had one of those wee barbecues back in the day. I think it was like fucking, was it nine or ten? Um, we had one of those wee temporary barbecues, you know, the wee foil ones, and I was just sitting on the sand. And we got rid of it, put it in the wee barbecue bin, stuff like that here. And I uh, noticed underneath the, the barbecue, the sand was black. And for some reason, in my wee childish head, I was like, I wonder if that sand's hot. So I stuck my foot in it. And it, yeah, it was hot. The sand was fucking roasting. Burnt the foot off me. <laughs> and <laughs> instinctively, uh, what I thought of doing was like, oh, I know, I'll, I'll go put it in the sea. The water's cold. It's going to cool it down. Uh, so it landed down to the water, stuck my foot, just stuck my feet in there, just hung out for a bit. Obviously, salt water. Yeah, so <laughs> salt water on a burn. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. You're supposed to have running cold water, as I find out. Um, when we went and spoke to the doctors about it and stuff like that there. So it was in, like, it was in, like, a, a proper wrap on the foot um, for a couple of days, and... I had a wee crutch, you know. I remember uh, it was, um, I was still playing Gaelic football back then as well. So I went down and I was in a crutch and like chatting to all my wee Gaelic friends and all. And the coaches were like, oh, fucking what happened to us? And then told the story and I could tell he was trying not to laugh because <laughs> like, I think, I think it's one of those things. It's one of them stories. Like you, fucking dick. How did you do that? That's fucking nuts. Um, but I was down the next day after for training with like no crutch, everything off, running about as normal. Um, and he was just like, "Oh, fucking, how do you miracle miracle recovery and all this?" So I don't know. Like it must have been just a a wee a wee slight burn or something like that there, or I'm just like. Wolverine or something, you know, I heal real quickly. Or I'm just fucking hard as nails. <laughs> but there you go. Just thinking back there, like all those years ago, just playing gigs and stuff. Um, well, not even years ago. Like, fuck me. When was the last gig I played? February? I think it was February the last time I played a gig. Which isn't too bad, considering March was probably the time gigs started getting cancelled and stuff like that. But I remember 
Like, <laughs> I remember one time playing in Draperstown with the Big Grizzly, and we put on a show, and it was a great lineup as well. It was uh, ourselves, Rupture Dogs, and I think it was like Dog Will Hunt or something like that. It was like some great band, and yours truly got absolutely pissed. Um, so I drank like a full bottle of Buckfast, and then I started talking into the rum backstage. I got absolutely teetotaled, or not even teetotaled, because that means sober, doesn't it? I got smashed. Um, I couldn't even fucking, I couldn't even stand. I'm only laughing now, or I cry. <laughs> but uh, I remember back in the day that happened, and then my mate uh, from one of the other bands, like, he filled in on drums. Like, he knew the drums and all, because, like, we played together quite a bit. Like, it was Phil from Carchie City. Um, the band that we went on the two-week tour of Ireland with. Um, so he knew all the songs anyway. <laughs> so just kind of filled in. Phil filled in. There you go. But, yeah, fucking hell, it was so heartbroken. And it was uh, one of those things. I got taken home early in the car. Back to Belfast. Back to Belfast to go to bed. <laughs> While everybody else stayed on, partied and played the gig. And it was apparently a great night as well from what I gather because wasn't there a review of it of course a review of it came out a week later and you could probably still find it on the internet actually I might actually find it and then post a review because like it said uh, the drummer of Big Grizzly Sean succumbed to Buckfast disease <laughs> so there you go fucking hell that was a, that was a shame but it happens you, you know you have to have the experience to learn from them learn that you shouldn't get absolutely pollaxed before a gig and then not be able to play there was another time though uh, the bassist was too pissed because he had been like working i think he'd been working like crazy hours so it was exhaustion he was driving a lot and also drinking a lot that day so it was like sound check in the atlantic and uh he uh, he had to go for a sleep in the car so we went and slept for about an hour or two hours, then came back fucking brand new. Um, we absolutely smashed that show. It was class. Um, so yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a great time. I think like all the stories of that band, like if I was to bring one of the band members on, I could probably get Tony on this and then we'll just chat about Big Grizzly stories all day. But more often than not, they're going to involve Buckfast. There was a time we were playing Dublin. Uh, one of the times we played Dublin, played there a few times. Um, this was Fibbers on the Key we played, and we stayed in a hotel because we decided we're not fucking driving back. It's like three hours drive back to Belfast or something like that. So we decided we'll fucking get a hotel, enjoy ourselves, stay the night, and we'll have a wee party. Before we left the hotel, <laughs> we were drinking. Buckfast mixed with Red Bull and I swear to god like we never played a quicker set in our lives um, I think like 45 minutes set was condensed into 10 that sort of thing it was like <laughs> it was basically thrash metal when we were like a dirty synth rock kind of vibe um, oh Jesus that was that was crazy that that was a night uh, the Metallica I think there was like a signed framed Metallica like plaque 
on the wall, like beside the beside the stage. Um, but it, it fell off and smashed in the ground. I don't know if like Tony had like hit it with the guitar, or if the rumbles of uh, the synth and the bass and stuff that got there together, like bounced it off the wall. I'm not too sure what the crack was, but <laughs> I had fell and smashed, and we're like, oh fuck, Jesus. Um, so it. Yeah, that was that was a crazy gig. That was so weird. Like, uh, cause like the green room was like the kitchen, <laughs> so we were in this like nice tiled room, like getting ready to go on. Absolutely smashed, just chin and buck fast and fucking doing shots of Jaeger and stuff like this. Absolute shambles. Like, there was a lot of a lot of good times with that band. Like, we went to Glasgow Barry. We never played there. We just like went a few years and camped. Um. Camp Grizzly every single year. Class crack all together, like just brought guitars and just sat about drinking and then went and seen all the bands. Got up early each day and caught absolutely everybody. Hopefully we can do that again next year though. It's gonna be something to look forward to as well. Taking a wee festival and a whole pit of gigs. Remember seeing somebody posting recently, like they'll never take a gig for, for fucking for granted again. They'll even stay for all the shitty support acts <laughs> or like the very first like support act on and all this kind of crack. And I was saying like, yeah, the, the smoking areas around the country are going to be absolutely empty. Because you know the crack yourselves, like if a band's on and they're just not having a good night or maybe they haven't structured their set in like an interesting way. So they've like, like done that. There's a thing bands do sometimes and it's like, oh, we've wrote all these class songs, so we're going to put them at the end of the set because that's a bit people remember. But they have to be there from the start of the set or in the middle, even to, to see the end. So they might have already fucked off because you suck. Um, <laughs> or you might be, you might not be having a good set. Just you need to structure your set. Like, start strong, then have tracks two and three maybe just not being your strongest songs because then like you've built up, up enough clout from track one that you you can sort of carry that for a bit you can sort of write in that <laughs> write in them good vibes then come back with a good song again then have another song that's like not one of your strongest and then your last two just fucking blast it out of the park like but i'm sure like once we get back to gigging after this malarkey's you know off into the distance. I'm sure it's probably here to stay, to be fair, but once we're more confident and we want to, like, start having gigs again and the government stop fucking it up for us <laughs> and mismanaging things, but we'll not get into that, but once we get back to that, I'm sure everybody's going to smash it. We're going to see some class bands coming out of this, I think. I think uh, all this time practicing and writing and honing your skills like i think we're gonna have a great fucking year next year very very artistic year i think we're gonna see a very strong year for albums um a lot, a lot of creativity like there's been a lot of great stuff like coming out uh the past while like past couple of months have, have been incredible for releases so long may it continue um hopefully it keeps going on that way and then obviously sound of belfast if you check out their YouTube, they're having these like 
gigs. There was like a new Pagans one last week, uh, like a live stream. And there's just a whole pile of like different artists from Belfast, like with live performance videos. So check that out if you missed the old gigs and you can't wait to see them again. Because I can't wait. So excited to get back to gigs. And uh, just sipping away my wee drink. Oh, wow. I poured the rest of the can in there. And it is actually full of mangoes. Like, you want to see this thing? It is just mango floaty city. It looks like somebody's just chopped up a mango and just fired a whole pile in. And it's incredibly tasty. Like, um, I can't wait. Like, I've got a a cherry one of these as well in the fridge I might actually just have that next um, just keep it on the cherry thing or I might just save it not be an animal like so I can't wait to get back to gigs but also I can't wait to see things in the cinema again it's going to be great what I don't want to see though <laughs> I don't know if he's uh, he's watched the trailer for this so this movie is called Wild Mountain Time and it looks awful. It looks awful. Like, let's just be honest. Have you seen it? Have you seen the trailer? Like, so, uh, obviously, you can check out the trailer. It's on cancercrossworld.com. I've got the link to it there. Or just look it up on YouTube. You know? Check it out on YouTube. It uh, looks dreadful. So, it's got Christopher Walken, Emily Blunt, Jamie Dornan. Who you think? Jamie Dornan being from... Or is he from fucking Bagger or something like that? You think he could do an Irish accent, couldn't you? Nope, no chance. This movie is a crime against Ireland. Like, listen, listen to Christopher Walken's accent in it. He doesn't know where he wants to be. Like, he, uh, he decides, I might do a, an Irish accent for this scene. Like, Americanized Irish accent. But it just doesn't doesn't go well for him. So yeah, check out the trailer and see for yourselves. It is, like, Ireland must have done something terrible to Hollywood in the past. I don't know what it is. don't know what it, what it is that makes them create all these horrible fucking Americanized versions of what Ireland does. Because there's one scene, right, where Emily Blunt's sitting there, she's got mud all over her face, she's wearing, like, a 50s-looking shawl. And it looks like 50s Ireland. And she's all shocked to see a nice car in Ireland. And then the next scene shows modern Shenny New York. They're all in modern dress. And you're like, is this a time travel movie? Is this movie about a time traveling Rolls Royce? Or a tractor? I'd like to fucking know. Everything about it sucks. It looks terrible. <laughs> um, So... I think I'm going to do a drunken watch along. I think that's the only thing for it. So when it comes out, I'm going to do a podcast and just get and sit, ha- sit and get hammered and watch it because um, it does look awful. It's just a, a crime against Ireland. And I hope, I hope the Irish government come out and go, that film's banned. It's a crime. Just got me thinking, though, about all the bad Irish accents I've heard in, like, American movies. Like, what's wrong with getting an Irish actor? Fair enough, Jamie Dornan, from Ireland, uh, banger. Can't do an Irish accent, but 
I think he's got that golf accent. You know the one R- Rory McIlroy has, like uh, or Graham McDowell. One that all of a sudden, once they get a golf club in their hand, they talk like a wanker. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just one of those fucking things. Or maybe it's a TV camera, a golf club and a TV camera. You talk like a prick. Um, <laughs> don't know. Just, just use your real accent. What's wrong with that? I mean, could you not imagine this fucking accent on TV? <laughs> but uh, Sean Connery and Darby Gill and the Little People. If you've never seen Darby Gill and the Little People, it is Paddy Wackery at its finest. Um, it's the Americanized idea of what Ireland is. It's fucking, you know, a small, small country town, no roads, the <laughs> still, still muck on the streets, <laughs> horse and cart. Uh, there's nothing going on there, you know. And uh, <laughs> Sean Connery's accent. <laughs> He's supposed to be uh, an Irish fella, and ah, oh, Jesus, terrible, like. Um, fair enough. Quite a few of the accents are bad now. Like I think, uh, Darby himself. I can't remember the name of the actor. Uh, but he's. Uh, I think it was he from Cork. Cork or something like that. I can't remember. Cork or Kerry maybe. But his accent's good because he's actually fucking from there. <laughs> so it was kind of believable. Uh, but Sean Connery's accent is pretty terrible. Uh, I remember uh, my mum's favourite movie, actually, is The Quiet Man. Did you ever see that? It was uh, set in Connemara and stars the mighty John Wayne. Didn't try to do uh, an Irish accent because he was actually playing an American fella. Came over and was marrying your man. But great film. So check that out. Some terrible accents, mind you, they they didn't get away. So, uh, you know, don't go on thinking, fuck, this is going to be a flawless film now, because Sean recommended it, and his mum likes it. No, I mean, you're still you're still in for a, you know, a, a hit or miss time there. <laughs> still going to be a cracker. On the next one, and this fella, um, I think the accent is the least of his crimes. Kevin Spacey, ordinary decent criminal. Uh, his accent was pretty bad as well. I think, I think he was trying to go for a, a Belfast via, like Mullingar or something like that. There, <laughs> like a oh, shocker of an accent. I'd like to know, like, I think the accents in Ireland are incredible because, like, you can go centre Belfast, right, and just go. You don't even have to leave Belfast, but just listen to the way people talk the further you get out of the city centre and the different dialects of even each neighbourhood and stuff like that there. It's so different. And go to Balamina from Belfast, like 30 minutes. Um, 30 minutes in the bus or the train or the car. And the way they talk up there is proper fucking... What, what is it? What, what even is the Balamina accent like? And then, of course, of course, the lads from uh, like listen to the Fellowship podcast. How how the boys from Lurgan talk or Dar Matthews uh, Newry, fuck's sake. How different are all these accents? Like it, it must be 
impossible for an actor to actually like hone in on what the Irish accent is because it's so diverse. You know how different people talk. Um, I'll not spend too much time on Kevin Spacey. If you want to Google why he's a bad man, go ahead, but delete your browser history after. Tommy Lee Jones and Blown Away. Now that uh, that was a that was a terrible one. So he was supposed to be playing an Irish terrorist, <laughs> and, which is just a fucking blanket term, isn't it? Because you can't go, oh, he's an Irish terrorist. Oh, what what side is he? A Catholic or a Protestant Irish terrorist? <laughs> he's like, fuck's sake, oh, he's just an Irish terrorist, right? Um, terrible, terrible accent. I. So that's another one to look for. The one that springs to my mind, though, <laughs> if he, uh, and God bless him, fucking uh, dearly departed Alan Rickman and Michael Collins. <laughs> what about that accent? <laughs> Playing him in De Valera. Shocker, hey. Absolute terrible accent. Uh, Julia Roberts, like, she should have been, like, banned from Ireland for that performance. Uh, that's what I think you know I just just don't let her back in horrible accent um, Liam Neeson's like I, it, was, it was comical like I was definitely like all these are just paddywhacker it's just that Americanized Hollywood kind of idea of Ireland like I remember hearing a really good example of it actually it was uh, it was on fucking Kevin Smith you know his podcast, like Hollywood Babylon. There was a couple of times where they do like a live comic book reading, and they're getting the fans and the audience to like read out different parts of the the comic. And what happens is uh, somebody goes like, "Oh, I can do an Irish accent," and then they do their Irish accent, and it sucks, but it's not bad. You know, it's not like over the top like Hollywood is. But then Kevin Smith, who's a director, as you know, Jane Silent Bob, Dogma, Red State, whatever. He'll go, can you put a bit more Irish into that? That's me trying to do American accents. So <laughs> there's probably like Americans listening to this going, ah, <laughs> you fucker. You can't do an American accent. No, I can't. Um, I really can't. I can't do any accent. But Kevin asked him to do like a more Irish version of it. So they do, and it sounds fucking wild, like, it just, and he goes going like, that's it, that's exactly it, that's perfect, and all this, and he's like, oh, Jesus, it's not it, it's not it at all, it sounds over the top, and fucking weird, <laughs> but uh, there you go, the Irish accent's a bizarre thing, <clears throat> and probably shouldn't be touched, if I'm honest, not even by me. <laughs> It's proper mental. But there's one I was trying to think of. Uh, Brad Pitt in The Devil's Own. Now, if you, if you have, a, have a listen to how he talks in that, I mean, you might want to get him committed, get his head looked at, because he doesn't sound right. <laughs> it doesn't sound, doesn't sound compass mentis or mentally sound. Uh, so, yeah, you probably should have spent some time in... in uh, in a wee padded room after that one, to be honest. But anyway, that's uh, Wild Mountain Time. Looks terrible, and it sounds worse. So keep an eye out for it. Don't pay for it. 
it looks like a shite movie. Um, the downvotes are flying in that YouTube channel. I seen it. Like I always have to have a wee look because uh, was a Suicide Squad when that came out. I think it was like one of the most downvoted uh, movies like of all time or something like that. So uh, <laughs> I've been keeping an eye on the wee votes, see how people are reacting to it and all. And obviously, uh, you can check out Twitter. Twitter's been an absolute fucking goldmine of people uh, just, like, hammering the movie. And, like, generally, like, I support movies. Like, I love art. I love hearing art. I love watching art, taking it in. But when you're fucking, like, committing crimes against Ireland in the 21st century, I mean, that's that's what I'm going to change my tune. This patty's got claws. <laughs> but let's get off that. Let's get into something else here. Something that's good. So, something that was good. I uh, actually watched this movie on Netflix. Recommended to me by Cahar. Uh, the lovely Cahar. Such a good pal. Uh, <laughs> I never sound genuine when I'm talking about stuff. Because like, I'll mention somebody and then I'll say something like... Oh, uh, yeah, he's a lovely guy, I know. Then just sounds disingenuous, like I'm fucking slagging him. But uh, it's called My Octopus Friend, and it's about this guy who is uh, he's a filmmaker. So he's doing like a lot of nature documentaries and stuff like that, but he falls out of love with it. And it seems like he kind of, he's in that headspace of like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I could. I don't want to sit down, fucking behind a camera, sit in the editing room. Like he says all these words and all, so it's not like I'm paraphrasing. Um, so he's had enough of it. Like he doesn't, just doesn't want to do it. So he takes himself off, and he's living beside the sea. Um, gorgeous wee fucking house, <coughs> right at the sea level. Um, movie starting off, he's telling you about his upbringing, about how when the storm came in, it would blow down his front door and the, the bottom floor would just get flooded and he always got excited as a child going like oh fuck you know the, this force of nature is just wrecking wrecking the house and all that so it goes on anyway and he's swimming away like it was about I think about a year he was out there and he suddenly started bringing his camera out when he's doing his deep dives and he's swimming and he's uh bringing his camera out with him again and he rekindles his love for filming and nature and stuff I guess and then one day he comes across this uh, octopus and basically it's like I think the next year then is him hanging out with an octopus and just being pals and learning from it and it's it's so beautiful it's such a beautiful like like film to watch because he's just like filming under the sea all the time obviously and the the sort of the reefs and all like like the sea life and how they all interact with each other but then there's other stuff happening like sharks are attacking and he's all like oh fuck I have to, have to help these guys out and all and he's like oh shit actually I shouldn't interfere with nature I mean that's the way it's supposed to be um so it's really really interesting look into uh like life and relationships and and stuff like that and like I guess in a way mental health as well like about because he, he's 
apparently he, he burnt himself out just for work because he's been working for fucking years non-stop he said say that like I was talking to him <laughs> oh your mom was saying he's been working for fucking years and he can't do it anymore folks sake. but uh, yeah it's a fantastic movie check it out it's on Netflix um, it's called My Octopus, Octopus Friend My Octopus Jesus there's me like slobbering about uh, how people talk and I can't even talk there you go but apart from that I've been gearing up um, so I'm going to start tomorrow on Saturday I'm going to start uh, my homebrew and I've asked Facebook for a pile of name suggestions so I'm very excited and basically what I'm going to do I wasn't even going to do this because I was going to go do it myself I was just going to like you know fucking pick my favourite out of like three names um, but I've actually <laughs> I actually posted it on Facebook there and I said, uh, hey, do you have any suggestions for a name for my home brew? So first of all, I'm going to brew a pale ale. I've got the ingredients all measured out and ready to go for that there. So that's what I'm going to brew first. So if I brew it tomorrow, it should be ready for December because it only takes two weeks um, to kind of get everything good to go. And for the... Uh, Yield the ferment or whatever it has to do. It's my first time. It's my first time actually uh, brewing anything, so I'm very excited to to see how it all goes. And obviously, if <laughs> if it all goes to plan, uh, I'm gonna like, just fucking follow the instructions to the letter. Like I'm not gonna mess about. And if the first batch, if I drink the first bit, and I don't go blind or die then I'll let everybody else taste it as well. Like, the first yield is like 10 pints. Um, so I think you can get like 17 330ml bottles out of that. So some of the names that people have been suggesting to me. Suggestion? I can't even talk. I need some fucking juice. It's easier when you're drinking, I think. The booze helps you talk better. Doing this sober and on your own. It's a challenge. But Barry says, call it Beyond the Pale. It's a fucking great name. One of mine was uh, Brevief or the Real IPA. <laughs> uh, Decky says, call it Whiter Shade of Ale. And Dino says, call it Brew Infinity and Beyond. And then Mark says, call it Brew Storming. Uh, Rachel says, call it fairest of them all. Uh, Tony says, call it crack syrup. <laughs> well, I think um, I think crack syrup's like already reserved for Buckfast. <laughs> but uh, Jonathan says, eel for a pale. And Eamon says, slobberknocker IPA. So great names there. So what I'm going to do is just keep taking these name suggestions. Um, I have a whole bunch more as well. Keep, people keep texting me. So I'll have to collate them all. Uh, people keep texting me. I'm so popular. I'm a Trump. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to keep collecting them. I'm going to like get them all and put them in their fucking hat. I think I've got a hat knocking about somewhere. Everybody's got a hat, don't they? But uh, I'm going to 
pick out a name, just at random. I'll do it on videos or else, so it's legit. So it's definitely, we'll do it on Facebook Live. We'll do it in Cans Across the World. Facebook Live. The first and last <laughs> Cans Across the World Facebook Live. Might do another one. Never know. But we're going to pick out a name, and that's going to be the name for the PLO. Eel. Paleo. Why can't I say that? Like, it's just because I'm a culty. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited. And then I'm just going to put it up, like, who wants a bottle? Uh, it's on me. Just grab it and tell me what you think. Um, the next thing I'm going to do after that is a dark fruit cider. So same vibe. It's going to ask people, like, what should I call this? And then people can just fucking drink it. Because, like, if it's here, I'll drink it all. <laughs> I just, like, it'll be a wild Saturday. I'm just like, uh, mate, I'm not coming into work today. I just, I'm just going to sit and drink beer. I brewed a fucking 10 litres of pish. <laughs> I was actually going to call it Mop Bucket Water. Mock up, mop up, uh, mop Bucket Water Pale Ale. So uh, that should be fucking so much fun. But let's get into the beer news. Then I'm going to review this drink and then... We'll get out of here, and then we'll have a good weekend. Uh, so first up with the beer news, just straight in, no kissing, like. Uh, Guinness have had the poll, they're uh, alcohol-free, like, Guinness, which they should never have put it out. They should have never released that alcohol-free Guinness. That's what I say, but uh, they finally banished it because it's haunted. But they've had to get rid of it because it's... Uh, Apparently infected with microbacterial madness. Just a bit of a madness. Um, so it's been recalled. So they said uh, it's due to precautions and not like that everything's infected. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I wonder how many seals there were. Because it was only in England. Um, like it wasn't in the north or the south of Ireland. So it was only in England. So I wonder what the seals were like anyway. I wonder if anybody over there bought it. Because they, like they, they love Guinness over there. They can't pour for shit, but they do like it. They do enjoy it. The seals are pretty good as far as I know. Um, But every time they pour it, it's like they hate Ireland. Like, well, fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 that felt like a bombshell. <laughs> like it was too much of a silence there, did it? <laughs> but anyway, uh, don't be looking for Guinness Zero anytime soon because uh, you're probably not get it. Or unless they're going to re-release it without any infection or something like that. But we'll see. We'll see what the crack is. Another bit of beer news. Galway Bay Brewery are back, boy. And they've released a new beer as well. And... Uh, we're very excited about it, obviously, because they're a credible brewery, and you'll be able to get it up in Northern Lights, up in Armour Road. And the brewery's called 200 Fathoms 2020. It's a teeling whiskey, barrel-aged imperial stout. How amazing does that sound? It comes in a 500ml bottle, and it's 10% ABV, I think. Like, yeah, I'm only going by the the actual bottle itself. Like, it's a wee photo of, of the bottle. Um, 
So yeah, like, oh my God. And the photo of it, like head on to Galway Bay Brewery on Facebook. Do yourself a favor, just stare. Just stare at that photo and how amazing it looks. Like it's got this like nice dark caramelly kind of whiskey looking head on it. And the bottle itself looks they have like a, like a, you know, like a wax dripping down the side as if it's like Maker's Mark has that sort of like whiskey sort of a thing on it as well, like the the top of it, just to make it look fancy. But yeah, it's good to see them back brewing. Uh, but uh, the Facebook post kind of explains everything. They were away like kind of moving brewery and stuff like that. So it kind of set them back a wee bit. But they're back now. They're back with us. You know, at the turn of the tide. <laughs> I come back to you now. The turning of the tide. Uh, Gandalf kind of stuff. Getting nerdy. But anyway, check it out. Get up the Northern Lights, up in the Armour Road. Because I'm sure they'll probably have it in when they... Obviously, when they're allowed to be a bar again. But I'm not going to get better. <laughs> Goddamn government. Useless fuckers. Oh, wow. I didn't realize we're uh, rolling a bit deep here. So we'll wrap up. Uh, that is the beer news. There'll be some more beer news and stuff like that on the cansacrossworld.com website. So just keep checking in with us and check social media. There's so much happening. Like, there's so many breweries, like... Bullhouse and stuff like that are, are moving into new breweries and all well, the new premises, sorry, <laughs> moving into new breweries. But uh, they've been cracking on and yeah, like it's very exciting. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so keep checking the Cans Across the World, like social media. We'll keep, keep you up to date on everything that's happening. But uh, just a few shouts here before we wrap up. <clears throat> Uh, if you check out Fellowship Podcast and you enjoy it, as you will, always good crack. It's uh, now grown an additional member as well. It's Jared from Maybe Productions. So not only is he flat out doing his own stuff, he's doing his videos and stuff like that on Instagram. Check him out, Maybe Productions. He's also joined the Fellowship team. And a fucking great addition. Like... Just natural born podcaster. Uh, joining the ranks of uh, Kanks, Dev and Kringles there. It's just fucking <laughs> last week's last week's was class. Um, so I'm looking forward to this week's again as well. But obviously if you're under your conspiracies, 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 oh what? That's, see out there, like that's me talking about Kanks and fucking things up. <laughs> like I've... If, uh, I've got Kang's disease where I'm just like raining, <laughs> raining talking. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <coughs> fuck. I, I'm going to, like, they're, they're not going to like me after this. Um, <laughs> but another podcast is epic. Um, just keeps coming out every week and it's fantastic all the time. They've also got a Patreon as well. So sign up to that. Like it's set the default amount of five quid a month. But you can set it to whatever you want. Sure, what's a fiver like? Um, like it's a it's a pint, it's a cup of coffee. Like if you want to buy the pint, pint a month. Like it's not like you have to buy each individual member because it'd be like twenty quid, like five times four. You know, I did the quick maths. That that's me being smart and really intelligent. You know, but if you want to buy them a pint and the four of them can sip it, 
you know, wee measures. They can take a bit of it each. Just chuck them a fiver. And that'll help them grow. And obviously, uh, share the fuck out of their pockets as well. Just like the same way that the people did to this one as well. And I'm so thankful for. Um, just share it to your social media stories or tell a mate. As Kank says, if they don't know, it won't grow. <laughs> so uh, just get involved in that air. Um, as well as that, Dar Matthews, uh, he's been on this podcast, a good pilot as well. Really good, really good fella. He's got a new podcast with Jordan and obviously he has guests and stuff as well. It's more of a sports podcast, sports comedy. It's called Injury Time. So check that out. This week he's got Mick Conlon from the String Ninjas. Lovely Mick. Good guy. Uh, check out that podcast as well. It's fantastic. Um, obviously Mick and... Shit, I can't remember his name. <laughs> like, but uh, check out the String Ninjas. Like Mick, uh, who was a guest on the Injury Time podcast check out uh the string ninjas podcast as well they've just launched their own podcast and i think they're like three episodes deep now so you've got a wee bit of catching up to do there um on the string ninjas podcast so you've got three three fantastic episodes to get stuck into so check that out as well it's a great listen and if i haven't put you off checking out them podcasts <laughs> i think i've probably done more damage than good here I was like, oh, fuck's sake, never promote us again. <laughs> but all those links, right, all them links, because I can't get it right, are going to be on the website with a wee, wee fucking description on uh, what each, each individual one is and stuff like that here. So <laughs> I'll leave you be. I'll leave you go, and I'll uh, review this fucking thing. <laughs> Honestly, God, I'm better on the drink. Far better on the booze, like, um, <laughs> we're 13 days deep, 17 to go, um, so as I say, check out cansacrosstheworld.com and there'll be details on there of how to donate to the charity as well, so send your cash over to metalforlifeni.co.uk or the PayPal link that's on the website there, but wrapping up then, this is the mango juice drink and it's been fantastic it's so tasty it's just bursting with mango flavor it's just so orange juice and it's actually got loads of mango in it it's like somebody just as i said earlier chopped up a mango and fucked it in there you go that's all i can say about it it's not like a beer you can't fucking talk about the body and the texture and the you know the the carbonization all this kind of stuff it's, it's juice it's fucking juice. <laughs> you know, it's a lot like, I'm not able to, to go into depth, but out of five, I give us 3.2. I'd say it is very, very tasty. Um, very refreshing. Like, my taste buds are going nuts. Like, my mouth is watering and crazy just because it's so lovely. Um, so, yeah, get down to the Asian supermarket and just treat yourself, go mad, and buy loads of things that you don't really understand what they are until you get them home. I got these weird uh, crab things as well. It's like crab claws in batter. So that'll be fun. I might post a wee photo of it actually when I eventually get into it. 
looks mental. But anyway, I'll leave you go. Have a good weekend. Look after yourselves. Wear a mask. Be safe. Be nice to hospitality workers. It's a very tough time and everybody's doing the best they can. Keep an eye on cansacrosstheworld.com for all your beer news and your beer updates and uh, non-alcoholic drink updates as it has for November. Um, I have been getting December's like guests, like beer guests. I'm very, very excited to announce uh, that I'm going to be having some fantastic brewers on in December. Let's be honest. Uh, there's a fella like just created a, a hard seltzer. Um, so he's going to be on talking about that. And then obviously I've got my uh, my brew happening as well. So I'm going to video that and get that up as well. So there's a lot of stuff going to be happening. Anyway, look after yourselves. I'll see you again next week. Check out the blog. New review on Monday and Wednesday next week. And obviously the podcast comes out on Friday. Give us a wee shout on social media. Um, ask us questions. And we'll see you next week. All right. Look after yourselves. Bye.